At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number two officially underway right here on the early line. Series XM Channel 159 Sports Grid Network. Joe and Donnie here talking a little tennis action. I do like we focus a lot more on some of the sports that typically don't lead the program, and you can get into it and enjoy it. And my goodness, Wimbledon is giving us everything here from superstars winning to superstars getting upset. Let's first take a look at the men's bracket here. Today looks like it's going to be Alcarez versus Rune, Medvedev versus Eubanks here, the upstart american here who made it into the quarterfinals but yesterday a tale as old as time joe and Erie. novak djokovic advances here into the semifinal round he's going to take on center here after he beats safalim if we just start with the men's bracket here alcaraz is the number one seed he's still in this tournament he's got a 10 a.m eastern time uh match against rune but having said that if we're looking at the odds market here at the FanDuel sportsbook djokovic a minus 210 price which will start here you just say to yourself, yeah, it doesn't matter what the price is. Novak's taking this down. Uh, you know, I'm not getting in front of that train. You know, we gave those gaudy numbers yesterday, uh, mm-hmm. Donnie, about the last yep. couple of years and uh, in just the Grand Slams. And what he's got rolling on here is is absolutely crazy. So, um, it, and I don't think, and, and really it's funny because in, in tennis, in a lot of situations here, though, styles make fights, right? So, you know, the guys that might have given him a, uh, you know, a run for his money are are not in uh, anymore. They're not available. Uh, So the guys that he's got left that he has to possibly face in order to win this, it's it's all advantage him at this particular point. So uh, he is not a guy that I see wilting under pressure. The times that he has had the most trouble has been with other Hall of Fame you know, uh, guys here in the Hall of Fame careers, that guys that do it, I'm not sure he's going to get upended by a, a Christopher Eubanks or or anybody along those lines here moving forward. 
Yeah, heavy favorites here that are left of the lined matches that we have up here. Medvedev versus Eubanks. Medvedev a monster favorite at a minus mm. 650 price. Alcaraz and Rune. Alcaraz is a minus 420 price there. And then Sinner versus Djokovic. That is a minus 610 price. I'll tell you what's interesting. Uh, when you're watching some of these superstar athletes, and particularly in tennis like Djokovic, they will lose the first set. I'm like, okay, ooh, he's really in trouble. And they'd still be like minus six, minus 700 favorites. And they say, yeah, the cream rises to the crop you got to win three sets against Djokovic it's not going to happen and it hasn't happened so far so if we're looking at those price points here and if we're taking a look at the futures market just told you that Djokovic is a minus 210 Alcaraz three to one Sinner 10 to one Medvedev 12 to one but also the name the finalist market here which I brought up the other day as well Medvedev Djokovic to meet in the final here a plus 260 price there are some ways to flip around and get some plus money in this competition yeah, no, there, it's not. I mean, I obviously, um, you know, Jokic is a guy that I would absolutely see to be uh, one half of that. And keep in mind, I believe he was, he wasn't even the number one seed. Alcaraz was the one seed heading into this. And you just said Alcaraz is uh, is plus money uh, in this yeah. spot to uh, to take it down. So he is, um, uh, you know, it, it's he's trying to make it three for three this season. Uh, and I don't see any of these guys on this list here that he might have to uh, to go through that is going to take him down. I mean, uh, if Eubanks advances, absolutely not. Although Eubanks has been really the other feel good story, right? I mean, he's eighteen to one to uh, to uh, uh, to meet him in the finals, which would be an amazing story. So those markets, I think, are probably the best to focus on if you're looking for upsets to continue. But it ain't going to be on the side uh, of the bracket with Djokovic at this point. Let's welcome in the radio audience here. You're watching and listening live to the Early Line, Series XM <clears throat> Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Network. Joe Ranieri, Donnie Wrightside, going over some Wimbledon action. And by the way, shout out Nikola Jokic, who's really getting the thrown off when you say Jokic and Djokovic, and it just all goes into one here. Two great players that continue to advance. So of course, we're going to talk about them. But how about missed opportunities, Joe, at Wimbledon on mm. the women's side? Svitolina knocks off Swiatek. Vondrasova knocks off Pagulia. So now we have two unranked, or should I say unseeded people, in the semifinals here with a chance to get to the final. You talk about a missed opportunity here. Come on, we were calling for Pagulia to get this victory here. Come on now. Yeah, we, we had hoped, but uh, just like uh, every other Buffalo team, they uh, come up short there, unfortunately. Uh, but, <laughs> hey, uh, there's still opportunities here, though, uh, Donnie, because those are a lot of plus numbers on the board. And, uh, of course, uh, with the uh, with the top seed losing yesterday, I, I don't know. I mean, Madison Keys is sitting up there right now at 12 to 1. That's a double-digit dog here with an opportunity. Uh, it might be worth a little sprinkle sprinkle here to get uh, the U.S. Uh, represented in a final. Is that possible? Yeah, we're just underway right now watching Keys and Sabalenka on the court. Keys, the 25th seed here, going up against the number two seed. And then we have Jabour versus Rybakina to sort of make up that other side of the semifinals. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. By the way, I always think this is interesting. Like in the NBA, like... Uh, Shaq never went down the court and practiced with Tim Duncan before the game. Like Kobe and Michael mm. Jordan didn't face off and like, you know, stretch together. I always find that interesting. Like if you're at Wimbledon or a tennis match, they do warm up with each other. Do you blow like saves right by, or should be like, like serves right by them and just try to intimidate yeah. them? What do you do, Joe, in that spot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, but uh, you go uh, always caution on the side of uh, money, Donnie. Money. 
Yeah, always, always, always caution there. And by the way, talking about money, the Scottish Open. Some money to be made. The Barbasol Classic. Yeah, two Huge. top guys. Can you get it on next? Talking about big time competitions right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure... Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Let's have a little fun here in this segment, talking some golf. You say, what? What do you mean? Well, actually, we got two tournaments, a PGA Tour tournament and also the Scottish Open. Now, let's start here. I like the Scottish Open for one reason. I think it makes a lot of sense. And the Scottish Open, for having this timeline, absolutely genius, Joe Ranieri. Why? Because people, and I want to say people, PGA Tour members go, you know what? It's a perfect primer to get me ready for playing Lynx golf. I don't know. Play a Lynx competition the week before overseas to get your body acclimated so you can play in the British Open. Voila, here's the Scottish Open. And most times you say like, okay, when you see it, let's just say in the United States, most tournaments that are before a major, let's just say the Masters, the U.S. Open, or the PGA Championship, they're usually not big events because the superstar players are saying, hey, you know what? Majors mean more than anything. I got to take a week off and I got to practice for this golf course for these shots and what I'm going to need for next week competition. I don't need it this week. I'm not going to play another tournament, maybe get a little bit tired out and worn down and then fly into like, let's just say the masters and try to get it pop in that week. I love the fact that the Scottish open is here because it makes a lot of sense. If you are a golfer that doesn't have a lot of links experience, it's the perfect way to immerse yourself over in the UK and say, Hey, you know what? Got the feel for this golf course. Now let's take on the British open to see if we can win. Do you take my love of the Scottish Open the week before the British Open, Joe? Is that what we're here for today? Well, I mean, listen, the PGA has taken a um, whole lot of criticism uh, over scheduling changes and different things here over the last couple of years. But I I don't – this makes uh, a lot of sense, right? Now, this has been on the European Tour, which is now, for those of you that don't know, known as the DP World Tour. It's it's basically a – co-sanctioned PGA Tour event right now with what used to be the European side. Uh, And now they've come together here. And I think it makes a a ton of sense uh, the way they have set this up and put it up, because not only do you get 
the European side, uh, you know, the the top players on on that side of the ocean. But now you're incorporating a whole lot of guys. Xander Shoffley won it last year. Cantley yes. uh, was right behind him here. We have seen some really big names. Uh, former U.S. Open uh, champ there. Uh, Fitzpatrick has been uh, really good here. The European guys love this course. They love this tournament, part of that whole Rolex series that they have there. Uh, it's actually a pretty prestigious event uh, with guys taking it very serious. So guys like Shane Lowry are in the conversation. Guys that love that link style course. Yep. Uh, most everyone who, by the way, is already qualified for the Open next week is going to be at this tournament here. It's a stud of a field for sure. Back in the day when I was playing a lot of golf, link-style golf courses, I absolutely loved them. They oh, were yes. so much fun. It's such a challenge. And the one thing that I do get a kick out of is you say, these are the best golf courses in the world, at least over in the U.K. It looks like nobody paid attention to them, nobody cut the grass, and nobody watered it. That's the charm of the British Open here. But also at the Scottish Open, we do have a nice little field, as you pointed out here. Scotty Scheffler here, for looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook, the odds to win the tournament, Scheffler at a plus 7-to-1 price, or excuse me, a 7-to-1 price, Rory McIlroy plus 850. Patrick Cantlay, 14 to 1. Shawflay, as you said, looking for a repeat here at 14 to 1. Ricky Fowler playing good golf, heading overseas there, 18 to 1. Victor Hovland, 18 to 1. Now, if we're taking a look at past experience on the golf course, it does mean a lot. To go back to back, sure, it is tough, but you know if you've won on that golf course, you have that supreme confidence. You take a look at Xander Shawflay at a 4 to 1, 14 to 1 price. Does he automatically stick out on your car by saying, hey, he won there last year? Why can't he do it again this year? Why, uh, why, why not? I mean, and it's interesting, a couple of different trends heading into this uh, tournament here. Three of the last four winners of this tournament mm -hmm. had finished at least second or better in their previous start. So last mm -hmm. year you had Xander Shoffley coming off. He won yeah. the Travelers. Uh, and then came over here and won this here. Also, it's interesting, uh, I believe maybe an in-game uh, or maybe at, wait till Thursday's over, then live betted here, guys, because it appears the last four champs of this event weren't inside the top 20 after round one. They all came from the clouds. Uh, so uh, for whoever might be that first round leader, don't anticipate them uh, being there on Sunday because it doesn't seem to work in this golf course here where most guys, hey, they may not start great, but they finish really strong on this golf course. So something to keep in mind. Yeah, we saw a golfer last week go, uh, what, 11 shots down after round number one ends up winning the tournament going yep. away. So we see crazy things in golf. And one of the things that's always a lot of fun are those markets, Joe, with the round leaders here. Because you take a look, still, yep. you're getting great prices to win a golf tournament. Why? There's so many guys in the tournament here. Now, a legitimate chance to win it? Yeah, maybe only a handful of guys, but you're still getting price points at that 7-1, to 14-1, to 21-1 to with legitimate chances to win. How about the leader after one round here? You take a look and say, hey, man, if Scott Scheffler's going to win. He's probably going to want to get off to a good start. 19 to 1 here. And he's the favorite in the clubhouse at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Guys like Victor Hovland, 34 to 1. Tommy Fleetwood, 34 to 1. Xander Schauffele, 29 to 1. Just getting out hot, which means I cash my ticket at the end of the day. I don't even have to wait till Sunday and Joe Ranieri. I get a monster ticket to go along with it. Well, I think the, a lot of those uh, numbers here, uh, you know, first round leader is these are guys that uh, number one, all of these guys on the list, they use this week prior, Donnie, right, to kind of tune mm -hmm. up the game because it ain't about yes. this tournament.
it's about the next one they're going to play in. So sometimes guys like that, they, uh, you know, those names on that board there. All right, let me let me make sure I got, I'm um, working on this, this putter here. I want to make sure my short game. So their concentration level on a Thursday or Friday isn't what it's going to be by the time Saturday or Sunday rolls around. And those trends speak uh, to don't anticipate this being a, you know, a runaway where Scotty Sheffield or Rory are going to lead on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and no, it's probably going to be somebody you've never heard of at the top of the leaderboard on Thursday, and then they won't make the cut and play on the weekend. So I wouldn't go anywhere near some of these big names as a first-round leader simply because these guys, are uh, they have other objectives in mind here early in the week here, and really it's about getting ready for the link-style course next week. It's a pretty good concept you bring up, too, because when you take a look at these professionals, of course they want to win. They're competitive here. But is it more important that they work on their game while they play in that tournament or actually grinding all the way through, exhausting themselves mm -hmm. and winning this tournament, only to try to find that big prize the following week at the Open a little bit tougher to win there? Let's take a look at one of these tournament specials here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. I always get a kick out of this. You can get the field this week in the Scottish Open, which means anybody in this tournament here to win at a minus 300 price. But but they set aside the quote-unquote big guns for the opposite side of this bet, which is plus 220. So you would get Rory McIlroy, Xander Schauffele, Patrick Cantley, and Scotty Scheffler here at a plus 220 price, or you can take everybody else at a minus 300. Now, granted, you take a look and say, well, I don't want to play, you know, bet 300 bucks to win 100 bucks. I'd like to bet 100 bucks and win 220 back on this. But take the money out of the equation. What's the smarter bet for Joe Ranieri, the big guns or the rest of the guys? It, it, it's tough here. I, first of all, I never the one of the automatic bets should be Scott Scheffler, top three, top five, top ten. <laughs> yeah. Play it. Pencil. Just play it. Uh, and don't even argue uh, with it here. I mean, don't even don't even uh, knock yourself out going with it. Um, yeah, is it? I don't know if it's going to be one of the top guys. In other words, I don't know that uh, you know Rory is uh, going to be fully committed, or uh, you know what? I don't think Xander Shoffley is going to go back to back in in this tournament. But I do think a, some familiar names like a Terrell Hatton, a Tommy Fleetwood, are somebody that you have. Maybe even a Justin Rose, right? Guys that uh, have been there and done that, competed at this tournament, have done pretty well. Uh, Minwoo Lee, in fact, is another guy at a huge number that has two top 10 finishes uh, and no lower than 15th in this tour. So there's some numbers to be had in this tournament coming up this weekend. There are some numbers, and if you just want to pick the top player from the United States, the finisher, Scotty Scheffler at plus 270 price, and also the Barbasol Championship, Peter Quest, 22 to 1 this week. You know where we're going next? The Dallas Cowboys? Yes, we are. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. 
So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. How do we spend our time on the All-Star break where not a ton is going along around the sports field here? We spend it in the NFL and get you ready for the NFL regular season, which I understand it's the middle of July. It's coming quickly here next week. Teams will be reporting to training camp today, Joe Ranieri. We are going to take a look at the Dallas Cowboys, who last year finished 12-5. and Season ended at the San Francisco 49ers' hands in a 19-12 defeat. Very good offense, talented players on defense. Before we get into the nooks and crannies of the Dallas Cowboys, just give me your thoughts on the Cowboys from last year heading into this year and what we think could happen. Well, the one thing we can always count on when it comes to the Cowboys and the word that over mm-hmm. always, always uh, comes to mind mm. is uh, overvalued, uh, as usual. And that's uh, pretty much what they always are, uh, simply because – uh, they've got a uh, a team and a franchise and a persona that uh, the public just absolutely loves. There is nothing like Cowboy fans early on in the season, Donnie. They are going to win everything right up until the point where they lose, like, games they shouldn't lose, and then Cowboy fans turn on a dime. Uh, just ask George Kurtz. Uh, he'll tell you all about it here. Uh, Interesting-looking team here this year where the focus is going to be all Tony Pollard uh, with no more uh, Zeke Elliott, uh, you know, scoffing up a handoff there. So uh, I do think it's uh, they certainly have pieces on both sides of the uh, of the football here, Donnie. But the problem with ever betting the Cowboys is just that they are always so overvalued and usually expectations never rise to that uh, that kind of value that is placed on his team preseason. The one thing we always know about the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to be headlines. Why? Jerry World, the star on the helm in yep. America's team. We get all that. But also, they do typically put together a talented roster year to year. And no doubt about it, they are extremely talented again this year. But it's always like, well, the Cowboys used to run everything in the 1990s. Like, they don't forget about winning playoff games. They don't make it into the NFC Championship game. It's been so long. Winning Super Bowls? I mean, always the joke is, yeah, they do have a trophy case. But my goodness, how much dust? is acclimating on those trophies and how long is it going to be until they get another one to put in that trophy case. But having said that, if we're looking at the Cowboys this year, the win total is at nine and a half at the FanDuel Sportsbook for the over, you're going to pay a premium on that at a minus 154 price. If we're looking at the season starts right away. I love these type of matchups here. Typically it seems like the giants have always started in Dallas. Well, this time going to be different. They're going to start the Dallas Cowboys at the New York giants in a primetime game to get the season off. And then also they do the New York two, 
two-step. They fly home to play another New York team in the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers. So a tough one-two punch to start this season off. But if we look at that nine and a half, the talent is there for them to win the 10 games. But we do have some slight changes, as you pointed out. Forget about like the personnel, like Zeke Elliott. We were led to believe yeah, last I, year and over the past couple of years. But real quick on this, Joe, like Kellen Moore is the scapegoat. Like, oh, the offense is really good. Yeah, but it can be better. Mike McCarthy is going to take over play calling here. That's the big change for me with the Cowboys. I, I think you're spot on, Donnie. I think you're absolutely spot on with that because now and how many times uh, let me ask you, how many times over the last couple of years have you gone what the hell are you calling, Kellen Moore? Like, what, seriously, like, right? I mean, how many times? And you're an Eagles fan, and even then you're going, I, I don't understand what they're thinking here. So McCarthy, and now the, you have to beg the question here. All right, part of the situation with McCarthy was he tried to do too much in, in previous stops, right? Uh, so he mm -hmm. kind of let the reins go, said, I'm, I'm the head coach. I learned my lesson back in Green Bay. Let somebody call the offense. You you know, you, you get stagnant. Well, now he's kind of forced into a position that, you know, now Kellen Moore is gone, so he is going to have to, uh, to make the play calling here. And I do think, and the problem with McCarthy that I'm worried about is that I do think he'll have some success calling plays early, but what happens in week seven and eight when the defenses adjust, right, to McCarthy's play calling? Because it is, you know, it's an art form here. Will he have enough uh, in order to be able to be head coach, deal with all the media, all the – it's one thing you are buried – in Green Bay, which the media in Green Bay is not nearly what the media is going to be in Dallas, and he knows this. So you have all the weapons you need on both sides of the ball. You have a quarterback that was top 10 in every statistical category that matters in the NFL. Um, there is literally no reason for this team not to win 10, 11, 12 games, except unless, of course, they get in their own way, a la Mike McCarthy not utilizing the talent he has enough to be able to get those wins. Yeah, even when you go back to the Green Bay days, I mean, hey, I sent in a bad play call. Why did it work? Well, I got Aaron Rodgers out here. That's why it worked here. Now, again, Dak Prescott is a talented quarterback. Is he Aaron Rodgers? Probably not, but it'll be interesting to see. It's always like that. Hey, is Bill Belichick a really good football coach without the single greatest quarterback and football player of all time? Maybe he's not. He's under 500 for his career in games that he does not have Tom Brady. But if we look at the division, the one interesting part about the NFC East is it's very hard to repeat. Other divisions have repeat winners all the time. The NFC East, not likely here. It's been a long time since a winner of the division has repeated, which puts the Philadelphia Eagles in the crosshair on the FanDuel Sportsbook. That price point for the Eagles to win the NFC East, a minus 110. The Dallas Cowboys right behind them at a plus 175. The New York Giants at a plus 750. And the Commanders here at a 10 to 1 price. So, again, trends... Look, they matter a little bit here, but each game, each season is on an individual basis here, and we all understand that. But if I tell you that, you know, it's been a long time since the team's repeated in the NFC East, does that affect your opinion here? And you say, well, yeah, that's why you got to take the Dallas Cowboys at a plus 175 because nobody repeats in the NFC East. Uh, 18 years, Donnie. It has been 18 years <laughs> since a uh, since an NFC East team has actually repeated a champ. Yeah. So it's an interesting play, though, because now you're looking, and I, and I think I understand why it's juiced the way it's juiced, right? Let me ask you this, Donnie. How many wins mm -hmm. do you think it's going to take for a team to win the NFC East? And if the answer is more than nine and a half, 
then you're playing over yes. for Dallas and you're playing them to win the NFC East. So I think those two bets are correlated. If you're going to go with the trend, yeah. nobody's repeated in 18 years. And, and as good as the Eagles are, they also need, they don't necessarily need to win the division in order to make the playoffs. There's a lot that comes into that. But at nine and a half, even with the juice, I, I still think it's going to take 11 wins to win the division. So if that's the case, I'm betting over the nine and a half and I'm betting the Cowboys to win the NFC East. It, it does make sense. It really does. It's hard to win. And also, the one good thing about the NFL is they believe in parity. Now, does it always work out the way? No, it doesn't. You can have all the parity in the world you want, but if one team has Patrick Mahomes and the other team has, you know, uh, Nathan Peterman, it doesn't matter at that point. But also in the NFL, when you draft, you know, 30th and 29th, it means you had a good season. They sort of penalize you for that. And also with the Philadelphia Eagles, now they got a little bit lucky with a trade where they have a top 10 draft pick this year and it's going to work out. But the schedule, you look at the, and I know you can't go wins and losses typically on a schedule here as we sit in July. But you look at that Philadelphia Eagles schedule, that's a tough schedule overall. And you might have that Super Bowl hangover, which some teams do from losing the Super Bowl, do have. So things are looking up for the Cowboys. And again, they are talented. If you look at that roster, Diggs and Gilmore are your cornerbacks here. That's one of the best one-two punches in the NFL. You want to talk about pass rush? Michael Parsons on one side, Demarcus Lawrence on the other. Solid offensive line. You know, Prescott at quarterback. And also, CeeDee Lamb's a really good wide receiver. He's got Gallup and now Cooks on the opposite side. There are enough weapons and enough talent for the Dallas Cowboys to win this division. But as always, Joe, it's the trust factor on the Cowboys. How are they going to perform when it really means something? You can't say, hey, man, Cowboys won the division, you know, seven of the last nine years, and they've been to the Super Bowl two times. They haven't. So we'll see if all that pressure falls on Dak Prescott, which last year, not very good. 66% completion percentage, 2,860 yards, 23 touchdowns, but 15 interceptions. I'm going to ask you this question. Dak Prescott this season, are we expecting big things under Mike McCarthy, or is it, ha, ah, Dak's just not the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys? He's an Listen, the guy has uh, been a part of two Hall of Fame quarterback careers, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, right? This is a guy that has been around the best of the best. Uh, he didn't come to Dallas with Dak Prescott necessarily being in control of that. Uh, obviously, he kept uh, Kalen Moore there, who had a relationship with him, and boy, oh, boy, that didn't work out well. Well, now let's see. Let's see if he can utilize this experience here to get the best out of Dak Prescott. We've seen, like, again, top 10 in every major statistical offensive category that you need for a quarterback, right, Donnie? I mm -hmm. mean, yep. he did get hurt, and it was the defense, by the way, and Dan Quinn that carried this team when he went down. Because let's not forget, they were rolling out like third stringers uh, in games last year when Dak Prescott went down. And Dan Quinn in that defense, who, by the way, uh, the first time since the Steel Curtain in 72, 73, and 74 has a defense led the NFL in turnovers like the Cowboys have over the last two seasons. So we make a lot of it's been 18 years since we've actually gotten back-to-back -back division champs there. Well, it's been even longer since we've had a defense be this dominant in back-to-back -back seasons. And, oh, yeah, they're all coming back, Donnie, Dan Quinn included. So, to me, I think this begins and ends with the defense, again, for the Dallas Cowboys. And, by the way, to schedule, they don't play your Eagles until November. 
So they don't even have to worry about uh, the Eagles until uh, until November. So I, or I, I believe the first one is, yeah, November uh, 5th is the first game at Philadelphia against them, and then they play them in December. So schedule lines up for the Cowboys to do some damage before that. By the way, doing some damage, Michael Parsons might be my favorite defensive player in the NFL. Ooh. I believe last year the FanDuel Sportsbook hung that total of will he get 10 sacks or more. Absolutely, pal. Hang that one again, FanDuel Sportsbook, this year. I'd be more than happy to bet it once again. Let's take a look once again at Major League Baseball coming up in the next segment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Welcome to Major League Baseball here at the All-Star break. Started it yesterday by taking a look at the National League and the American League MVPs and some fun that could play out. Will it be Ronald Acuna in the National League? Will it be Shohei Otani in the American League? Looks like it's going to be that way for sure. But the other award markets here that we have a chance to settle in and really ramp up for the second half of Major League Baseball season, that's Cy Young. And if we take a look at the NL here on the FanDuel Sportsbook, Zach Gallen, the leader right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook with odds of plus 250, Spencer Strider plus 310, Clayton Kershaw plus 440, Blake Snell 12 to 1, Logan Webb 13 to 1, and Jesus Lazardo at 18 to 1. If we look at that top shelf right here, the first three guys, Zach Gallen, Spencer Strider, and Clayton Kershaw. If we ended the season today, look, and I know I always have to preface this by saying it, the FanDuel Sportsbook doesn't pick the actual winner of the Cy Young. So just because he's plus 250, he's in the lead in the betting markets here. But if I were to ask you today, of those three pitchers, who is getting the Cy Young for you today, Joe? Well, it's funny. We had a conversation a little over a uh, a month ago, and we were talking about a game involving uh, Spencer Strider, who had one bad outing there, Donnie, right? And it kind of blew up his numbers. And then all of a sudden, you know, his season-long numbers. And then all of a sudden, it started to reflect in markets like the Cy Young uh, market, where all of a sudden he was double digits uh, not too long ago. And now all of a sudden he's 
three to one. Uh, and what a difference a month makes here, Donnie, right? Uh, of uh, continuing to strike out 10 guys at least a game every game uh, and been a dominant effort on the best team in Major League Baseball. So I liked Spencer Strider. I thought it was a great opportunity to buy low on him over a month ago. I still think he's a great value at three to one right now because I think it's only going to get better. I think that number is going to go to two to one. It's going to be... You know, much like uh, Alcantara last year, we watched all of a sudden that number, Donnie, get to uh, get to ridiculousness after uh, the All-Star break where you couldn't bet it anymore because it was minus 165. And we're like, what? Uh, but yeah, I think Spencer Strider is heading in that direction as well. Top five in ERA here in the National League. Kershaw at a 2.55, Steele at 2.56, Snell 2.85, Stroman at 2.96, and then Elder at 2.97. Just outside of that would be Zach Gallen at a 3.04. If we're taking a look at wins here in the National League, let me just update my numbers here. Uh, 11 for Zach Gallen, 11 for Strider, 10 for Kershaw. And how about this? Taiwan Walker coming in there with 10 wins for the Philadelphia Phillies. But Obviously, mm. we don't give the award out at the All-Star break. You must make it through all the way and be a dominant pitcher. If we're looking, and I always yep. like to say this, the bonus points out here, right? Spencer Strider is probably going to be the number one on the Atlanta Braves, who I believe are the best team in Major League Baseball. Clayton Kershaw in that L.A. market. We know the Dodgers are going to be a player at the end of the season. Here's the interesting part. Zach Gallen at a plus 250 price. Yeah, I like the Arizona Diamondbacks. Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure they'll be there at the end of the season. Let's just say a playoff team. But should that hold you back from thinking that he can't be a Cy Young winner? Go back to last year, the Miami Marlins. Alcantara, no problem with being the Cy Young Award winner there. In your mind, though, would you rather take a pitcher that has the team momentum or it just doesn't matter to you? It it's interesting because here's the if that's the case then right who has been better than snell right now if the padres can put it together electric right? the last 30 uh, days yeah yeah i mean he's it's and mind you he's an already a Cy young award winner guys yes. see people forgot uh what he was yeah. like don't forget tampa traded him as, as soon as after the season he won yes. the Cy young so and and of course the padres did not get that version to start but my goodness, they, how far out of it would they have been if Snell's not doing what he's doing right now? Yeah. Uh, and he really is become that. I mean, Michael Walker aside, but Walker's hurt now, right? So he's got the shoulder injury. Uh, we don't know when he's going to get back. This is Snell doing it more than Darvish. It's got to be Musgrove. It's got to be Snell uh, and Darvish over there. A nice one, two, three. If the Padres finally turn it around, I think we might be having that conversation on momentum, right? I mean, who better uh, than him over the last month, month and a half? And if he continues that, it, you know, it, it could be the best story there is at a pretty good price, Donnie. Yeah, and that's what we're looking for at this point here because the one thing that we do know about pitchers, probably more susceptible to injuries or an impact on their season, mm. all it takes is some elbow, shoulder inflammation, you miss a start or two, you get blown up, and your odds will drop like a rock. So we'll see if those top-line guys stay in that first shelf. But the first guy on that second shelf here, Blake Snell, 12-1, to 1, absolutely on fire, and he would get the credit as being the catalyst yep. on that pitching staff for the resurgence here of the San Diego Padres. Let's flip it over to the American League here, Joe. Framber Valdez. 
has mm. a plus 200 price here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Garrett Cole right behind him at 3-1. to one. Kevin Gaussman of the Toronto Blue Jays at plus 350. And then you see that second level here, McClanahan and Eovaldi and Shohei Otani, who is as low as 10-1, to one, now at 15-1. to one. If we're stopping the market today, your Cy Young in the American League is who? Oh, it's such a coin flip there, is it not? I mean, uh, it's crazy uh, what Garrett Cole has meant to the Yankees. Mm -hmm. And I was struggling Yankees. I mean, they're still, you know, they're still way better than most uh, other teams here right now. But Cole has been that one guy. Uh, I mean, he's being paid to be that one guy where, hey, listen, when it's your turn, we expect to win. It's what he's been for him this year, and he's been really, yeah. really good. He cut down on the home runs. He cut down uh, on the mistakes, and he is vintage uh, Garrett Cole. But, I mean, listen, Framber Valdez is top five in, in a lot of statistical categories, including innings pitched, which I think is also important when we're talking about a Cy Young Award winner. You don't want a guy that's just going to go five and, and hit to the bench and let the bullpens uh, go about it. Valdez has been extremely good once again, uh, and there's not a lot to say bad about Gaussman. I mean, McClanahan's hurt, can't go that way. Evaldi is is going to turn into a pumpkin. Uh, Otani, we don't know how long he's not going to pitch. So to me, it's right there at the top. Those top three are the guys we should be counting on. And at that point, I think it's a coin flip. Yeah, it's interesting. You take a look at the top five in the American League in ERA. Garrett Cole, 2.85. Framber Valdez, 2.51. Gray, 2.89. Evaldi, 2.83. McClanahan, 2.53. And how about this? Just outside of that is uh, Bailey Ober of Minnesota. He actually has an under three ERA. It's actually at 2.61, which is pretty incredible. But some of those metrics that we like to use, like war, 3.8. It's Garrett Cole, number one in the American League, followed by Framber Valdez. I believe those two guys, that two-horse race here, because again, I do think you get a little bit of a bump at times here for your team being a quality team the Yankees may be making a run to the playoffs Garrett Cole has been sensational here nine and two on the season and you're right he's got 117 innings pitched here for Garrett Cole it's not like he's hiding back like ah oh, I just got to pick it up in the second half of the season you expect him to be dominant and also strikeout leaders here Kevin Gaussman who doesn't have a great war at 2.1 quite frankly he is 15th in the American League well look at his K's 153 sometimes you look at those power numbers here can he get the 200 strikeouts will his team also be in the playoffs it's a great market here in the national league in the american league if i ask you this question like coming down the stretch and what who's actually going to win what it seems to me i think you're on the same wavelength isn't it maybe a little bit harder to pick the american league side young guy because i feel like there might be four or five guys when we're all left standing going in the last week like hey it might come down to the last start here yeah, I, it really does kind of feel like that, Donnie, doesn't it? It's going to be a uh, a real who can uh, who can in the end of August, beginning of September, right? Who's going to win that that big game? And I think that could turn it. Uh, and that's going to be pretty valuable. Uh, you know, if the yeah. Yankees can come back, overtake the Rays. If Toronto can come back and then overtake the Rays. If uh, Texas keeps winning and and valdez can't uh be the catalyst for uh houston to be able to overtake there's a lot of scenarios here. all three guys by the way can dominate and then we're really got a problem because all three guys represent teams that are probably gonna make the playoffs Donnie. Uh, it, it's gonna be tough 
Yeah, it really is. By the way, rookie of the year here. It's an interesting market because if we take a look at the top six guys, there are some tendencies in here. How do you know you have a pretty good young mm -hmm. team? Well, when three of your guys are in the rookie of the year race here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, I'll just name the names. Ellie De La Cruz, Matt McLean, Spencer Steer, all reds in the top six in this market. But the heavy favorite is coming from Arizona, and rightfully so. Corbin Carroll has been sensational for the Arizona Diamondbacks. But just as I start to talk here and say, you know what? You get a lot of people in rookie of the year. You must have a young, exciting, fun, and winning team. Well, with the Reds, they're in first place. They're enjoying themselves. How about Francisco Alvarez and Kodai Senga? You go like, oh, two Mets here. Yeah, not so good a season. So it's an interesting split here on a couple of young players doing damage and a couple of still younger players here. I guess younger to Major League Baseball with Senga per se. But Corbin Carroll, minus 360. Is it just his to win? Is it a wrap? Or can Ilya De La Cruz, who didn't have the benefit of being up the entire season, Put the Reds in contention to win that division. There's got to be bonus points for that. Well, the problem is there's the guy right under him is a Red. The guy on the other page is a Red. So Split Steer and McLean are Reds. Uh, they're they're his teammates. So that you know how that works. You can't have three dudes on the same team yeah. all up for the same award. They siphon you know votes from one another at that particular point. It doesn't work. I think that's why Carroll is minus 360, and deservedly so. I mean, what else is this kid supposed to do here at this point? And he's been doing it from the start. So uh, he's he doesn't have anybody else in Arizona taking votes away from him. I think that's the biggest, uh, you know, that's the biggest problem facing Cruz and this award. If we take a look at the American League here, not as prohibitive as a favorite here. Josh Jung of the Texas Rangers having a great year at plus 135. Yoshida of the Red Sox here to plus 290. And a guy I love, and it was also the top of the lineup. One of the guys that I love, RBI props, base hit props, throw him in a parlay. That's Gunnar Henderson at a plus 290 price. Seems like more of a toss-up here for us. If we end it today, who actually is going to get your vote here in the American League? Jung, Yoshida, Henderson, any thoughts on that? Jung has been phenomenal for Texas. I mean, there's nothing, uh, can't say anything bad about what all three of these yeah. guys have been doing, uh, by yep. the way. But as far as the ceiling goes, I'm, I'm thinking Jung might actually, uh, you know, the home runs can stop, and then what do you got? Uh, and then, of course, uh, I think Gunnar Henderson is maybe has the highest ceiling uh, for the rest of this season with Baltimore. The kid has been absolutely phenomenal. And maybe you do get that extra bump if Texas folds and maybe Houston overtakes them. If Baltimore can sort of keep the heat on the Tampa Bay Rays, maybe that does make a difference. Let's have a little bit of fun here at the break. One guy that we know can hit home runs, even though he wasn't in the home run derby. A guy that's looking to cash in on 500, 600, $700 million as a possibility in the offseason. That is Shohei Otani. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. 35 to 1 price here. If you believe he's going to break Aaron Judge's home run record at 62 and a half, it's a huge price. It's a tall task. Does Shohei Otani overtake Aaron Judge this season as home run king? No. No, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Because in the next three weeks, Otani is going to be at the center of attention. Where is he going to be playing? And who is he going to be playing for? Uh, and there's a good mm -hmm. chance it won't be. So I, I, too much upheaval. Too much uncertainty surrounding him. Uh, will he pitch anymore? Will he not? I, I think we're going to start to see as the trade deadline comes less and less of Otani.
There you go. And also another season special where Ronald Acuna joined the 40-40 club this year. If you yes. believe that he can, the FanDuel Sportsbook has a price for Joe Ranieri at plus 164. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, all-star break, heavy action, no action. Joe Ranieri brings it here. I'm going to close this bad boy down next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. segment here for a Wednesday edition of the Early Line right here on the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. On your right side today, Joe Ranieri carrying you through from 7 to 9 a.m. before we hand it over, as usual, to Ben Stevens and the morning after. Hit a lot of topics, including live Wimbledon action right now, where Sabalenka has a 6-2 lead here over Madison Keys. Uh, looks like obviously a winner in that first set. We'll see how that plays out here. A lot of good tennis talk here coming up on the network over the next couple hours, so make sure you stay tuned to that and also keep in mind yeah we're at the all-star break yesterday was the all-star game now we can start to take a look at the second half of the major league baseball season which we did today take a look at some cy young award winners ken otani overtake judge hit 63 home runs there is a lot of good stuff to talk about and also some changes that you can make to the all-star game to help it out here and move it through you guessed it. We got it here. Also, the Dallas Cowboys. We did a deep dive for them today on this program. Why? Because the NFL season is right around the corner. But every once in a while, my blood still boils, even though we don't have actual regular season games being played here in Major League Baseball. It's the Major League Baseball Players Association and Rob Manfred getting me hot this morning. Listen up. Look, I can go all day long here on the pitch clock. I really can because I think it's sensational what Major League Baseball has done. Keep the action on the field. No nonsense here. No walking out of batter's box. It's worked out extremely well. But when you take a look here at the Major League Baseball Players Association and the, you know, de facto commissioner here, Rob Manfred, and maybe we'll look into some changes. Please do not do that here. But every once in a while, you get some of these headlines here that sort of make you laugh a little bit. Now, the Major League Baseball Players Association, the – 
ahead of that is Tony Clark. Of course, he's going to be in the players column. That's what they hire him here for. But the one thing I did get a little bit of a snicker out of it yesterday was you say to yourself, okay, uh, we're going to play 162 games. They go, well, how about if we shorten the season here? You know what? Take a little bit of the wear and tear off the pitchers and the players, maybe an extra day or two off per month. It could help the players here long term. And I absolutely agree with that. But Tony Clark says, ah, we still want the same pay regardless of how many games we play. Get out of here with that. Coming up next, Ben Stevens. Stay tuned. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.